You're listening to Once, episode 142, The Jolly Roger, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining me for this as you're filling in for Jeremy here for our initial reactions. No problem. Jeremy couldn't make it because he had a work meeting this evening, and I appreciate your stepping in. And Jacqueline, what did you think overall of this episode? I thought this episode in part was really fun. It was kind of a nice break from the total angst and drama that was 315 and 316. So it was kind of nice to be able to laugh occasionally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I can appreciate that too. It felt like a bit of a letdown at the end, I think. Like I just expected maybe a bit more of a cliffhanger. But the nice thing is that these occasional pauses like this, I think are necessary because... It's not this rush of action, 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 action the whole time. But every now and then we need to just pause and take a breath, reflect, realize that the story is about more than just the main characters. Right. This episode was more of a character episode than sort of a big mythology episode. And after a major death and then, you know, a huge arc turning episode like It's Not Easy Being Green, we kind of needed a break. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So these are, I want to remind you, these are just our initial reactions, but we'd love your feedback for our full discussion that we'll have this upcoming Wednesday live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Eastern Daylight Time or GMT minus 5 over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And I'll tell you more about how you can send feedback later. But we're going to be a bit all over the place in our thoughts here, and some stuff won't be completely thought out very well. But I thought it was really cool to see Ariel again, because We've been talking about, well, what about this character and that character and that character? And they've been showing us some of these missing characters now during the second half of the third season. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Over hiatus, a bunch of us kind of made a big list of people who we had wondered about if they were going to go to the Enchanted Forest or not. And Ariel was on our list because we couldn't quite figure out if she would be affected by the curse, Regina's um, counter curse, because... I'm not 100% sure where she's from. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of get that answer, although there was a big twist at the end, but at least we do know that Ariel is safe and sound somewhere. Yeah, now at Hangman's Island. Nice little reference (laughs) there. It's where I want to spend my vacation time. (laughs) I thought it was really cool to see Hook being a bit more honorable in places but then at other times yeah sacrificing that honor mm-hmm. it's, it's really seeing him his character develop a lot in this episode in in good ways i think in the end in good ways yeah i i agree i do think he's moving down steadily redemption road and the ending was nice and you can tell that he's really having a difficult time now that he he's basically cursed um, but, you know, I also really appreciate the fact that we got to see him be an actual pirate. I've kind of missed season two snarky devil-may-care pirate hook. So seeing him fight 
Blackbeard was entertaining. Yeah. And I didn't think he would actually push Blackbeard off the plank. I thought, no, his character has come too far. He he probably will side with Ariel. And there's some deeper story of maybe he accidentally killed Eric or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was surprised when he did cut Blackbeard and then basically feed him to sharks. Yeah, bubbling so, sharks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, he commandeers his ship and the entire crew and says, either you follow me or you can, you know, join the previous captain. Yeah. Oh, hail Hook. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah, and speaking of uh, joining him, it's great to see Smee again. <laughs> <laughs> Smee was so good in this episode. And I have to do this. I promised the people over at the forums I would. But... Smeegurt is now a thing, which is Smee and frozen yogurt. <laughs> this is a new ship. Nice. We, we have we have declared it so. Smeegurt. I love it. Before we move on into our conversation, happy birthday, Robert Carlyle, or you know him as Rumpelstiltskin and Mr. Gold. April 14th is his birthday, and let's show him our support by tweeting to him at Robert Carlisle underscore on Twitter and use the hashtag Deary Day, but it goes much farther than that. Go to oncepodcast.com slash Deary Day, that's with an IE in there, to learn more about this, but we're declaring April 14th as Deary Day. In other words, talk like Rumpelstiltskin Day. That is, you can include his laugh <laughs> in your common conversations or the very easy way to do this is just include the word "deary" every now and then in your conversations, in your tweets, anywhere like that. Just go to oncepodcast.com slash day to learn about how you can participate in this. And there's also a tweet there you can click and it will send it out and share it with your followers. Tweet with the hashtag day and include this in your tweets as you wish Rumpelstiltskin or Robert Carlyle a very happy birthday. Rumples girl, you pretty much have to do this because you are, well, Rumples girl. Yes, I will totally use Deary every time I talk tomorrow over at the forums. So go over to oncepodcast.com slash Deary Day to learn about how you can participate in this and tweet and post to social networks with the hashtag Deary Day. And remember, do this quickly because April 14th is Robert Carlyle's birthday. Tick tock, Deary. Tick tock. And happy birthday, Robert Carlyle. Among the things that we're seeing, Emma's magic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she levitated. Yeah. That was very, very cool. And I like that what drives Emma is really her emotions. Um, you know, we've seen that in the past that, like, she had to put up the barrier spell around Gold Shop using the way she felt about the people she had to protect. And then separating Rumple and Neil, you know, she kind of had to believe in herself. And now we see that again. I really like that. I think this is the first time she has used magic for herself, right? Yes. And it's always been at some for somebody else. Right. Yeah, because like lighting the flame in the coconut that was to save everyone, to save Henry and mm -hmm. uh to make the protection spell was protecting her family. Um there was actually the time that Cora tried to steal her heart, but Emma didn't really know what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, Emma had no idea what that was. And I think it's really interesting. She seemed to really enjoy it. 
because the next scene when she's back at Mary Margaret's apartment, she wants to use the mirror. She's like, no, show me how this is done. I think Emma just got a taste of magic and actually really enjoyed how it felt. Yeah, because we've seen that with everyone else is that magic is a sort of drug, which makes me wonder how is using magic going to affect Emma? Is she going to, I I don't think she's going to go to the dark side, but is she going to maybe become addicted to this and almost start looking to magic for all kinds of solutions? It reminds me of what Jefferson said to her back in season one when he said something like, everybody wants a magical solution to their problems, but no one is willing to believe in magic. I wonder if she'll end up being the other way around, that she'll believe only in magic. That would be interesting. And they, they've been paralleling Emma and Regina quite a bit, I think, in this half. And I think it would be interesting to see her not really give in to that darkness, but to want to use magic to solve some of her problems when she's been so hesitant about it before, especially with her whole line about wanting to go back to New York and take Henry away. But now she's got a taste of what the savior is really capable of. And I think it's, I think it's going to be an interesting journey for her. Right. And an interesting journey for Henry too. I mean, he'll probably be the one to drive next time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Snow and charming. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, be the boring, boring grandparents. It's okay. Eventually, he'll get his memory back and remember that David bought him a horse. <laughs> but until then, you don't let the 13-year-old drive. Yeah, that. but that, yeah, that would make for an awesome day for him. A lot better than going fishing and going on a boat and, again, all of that. But I... <sighs> I wonder how long it is until Henry is going to figure stuff out and stumble upon what's actually going on. I know he already suspects stuff and he knows something else is going on from the last couple episodes. But when is he going to see magic and how will he react to that? Yeah, I sort of feel like Henry should have picked up some other stuff by now. I mean, you have a guy who... Dresses exactly like a pirate every single time you see him. You've got people acting kind of crazy. You've got your mom lying to you. I, yeah, I think Henry needs to be picking up some bigger clues by now. Mm-hmm. So, but it would be cool if he maybe saw Emma doing some magic and had to have a conversation with her. Mom, what are you doing? Did you at all suspect that Ariel was Zelina this whole time? I only suspected when they were in Belle's, uh, in the shop with Belle, and Ariel made mention of, I know you're busy trying to figure out a way to get your Mr. Gold out of the evil, the evil clutches of the witch. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how Ariel would know that if she literally just washed up on shore. Yeah, true. That, that did Bothered me a little bit. I thought, well, well, maybe she just knew cut scene or whatever. But yeah, it's that that is a good hint. That cloak, by the way, did you notice the emblem that was on the cloak? It was Ursula. Yeah, that floating cloak was amazing. Um, I want to see more of the floating cloak. That kind of made my <laughs> night. I do wonder what was it taking them to, though. If it went into the ocean and then was sucked down into the water. Where did the cloak actually go? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if it washed up on the 
the island where Ariel and Eric are. Right. Because he's in a different realm. So I'm assuming that you can only get to that realm by, you know, like swimming there through a portal or something. So, so I'm, is I'm there assuming a it landed there. I don't, yeah. I don't know because I've never really understood how Ariel swims between realms. Yeah, it's, we never get to see that. <laughs> magic. It's magic. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) By the way, speaking of magic, something that's really magical to us is your feedback. We'd love to receive your thoughts for the upcoming episode when we do our full discussion, when Aaron and Jeremy and Hunter and you'll be back, Jacqueline, to join us. So we would love your thoughts and theories. Please email them to us, feedback at oncepodcast.com and put in the subject line of the email, the Jolly Roger, and that helps us sort those email addresses better or email messages that we receive. You can also pick up the phone and call 903-231-2221 or go to the website oncepodcast.com and send a voice message right through the website. Or if you want to hash out your ideas first before you send them into the podcast, the forums are a great place to do that. And Jacqueline, I really appreciate your help in the forums. Yes, come visit us. And that is, tell us where we can go there. Oncepodcast.com slash forums. We've got so much going on, so many conversations over there, and we'd love to have you part of it. So check that out. And all of this information, if you can't remember all of these things, they're in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 142. So I thought it was uh, quite a twist that... In this case, if Hook were to kiss Emma, true love's kiss would break her magic and not break any kind of protection spell. It it basically, I think, nullifies any kind of true love's kiss breaking this curse. What do you think? I think that this kiss is going to be a topic of conversation for a very long time. Um, I don't know. I... It either means that they do share true love and any kind of kiss has to be warded against, but true love's kiss is supposed to be the most powerful magic it is, which means it should be able to like, undo Zelina's curse on Hook. And if it can't, then does that mean that Hook and Emma don't share true love? I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a big storyline going forward. Now, Zelina did say that she corrupted his love, which makes me think that it's more like a poison, not a curse. So that if Emma kisses him, then she'll be poisoned in a sense, you know, magical poisoning and lose her magic as well. And not necessarily that they'll, she'll catch this curse, but yeah, it does kind of seem like that, uh, ironic that you're not ironic but um it, it just seems like they can't both exist at the same time right and i know a couple of us were wondering what happens if emma kisses him because if she initiates it almost you know with hook saying no no don't kiss me will it still work if it's of her hmm. free will i don't know i think either way we're definitely going to get another captain swan kiss <laughs> yeah yeah, and it will probably be a lot more passionate than that first one. Mm-hmm. But, and it will either <laughs> take away Emma's power or break a curse. Yeah, good thing or very bad thing. Right. Vice versa, though. <laughs> well, we also, 
I think, are going to see this continued struggle as Emma is starting to feel something for Hook. That's kind of the vibe that I got as she was standing in the doorway and Hook left. It almost seemed like she wanted him to stay and for them to talk, but he's now trying to avoid her a little bit. Yeah, I got the same vibe. I think she was really impressed with Hook and how he helped reunite, you know, true love. But the one question I have, and I think I always have this question when it comes to Emma, is why wasn't her superpower working? Hook was blatantly lying to her and has been up until now, and she's detected it. She knows that he's been lying. So why didn't she detect this lie? Well, her emotions were getting involved. I think that's why. We've heard that before and even seen that finally in an episode where they said that her emotions are starting to or prevent her from seeing things properly and using her superpower very well. Yeah. I just I know that Hook um, believing in Emma's superpower is a really big selling point for those that do ship Captain Swan. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, is he suddenly not believing in her superpower enough or is he hoping that her superpower is not going to pick up on what's happening? It's going to be interesting between the two of them. Yeah. And it comes back to, I think, maybe we'll hear Emma say something similar to Hook as he heard uh, from someone else is, you're more than a pirate. You're, you have a true heart. Yeah. It seemed like so much of the first part of season three, Hook was working to try and establish that he wasn't a pirate. But then back in Enchanted Forest, very understandably, and then he did explain it too, he had a broken heart. And so he was going back to his old ways and just being a bit self-destructive, I think. Mm -hmm. I would definitely agree. But I do think there's a part of him that still likes being a pirate. You know, I go back to New York City Serenade when they arrive in Storybrooke, and he was just so happy to put that hook back on his hand. Yeah. You know, I think there I think Hook struggles. Like they, like they all do. He struggles, you know, do I want to be a man of honor and give up the way of life that I've known or do I want to continue with that way of life? Yeah, and he's been living a life that we don't know yet what else happened during those other 9 months of that lost year. I was very surprised that part of this story didn't involve us seeing him get the message and the memory potion, because that's obviously still a story that that we don't have. Yeah, I thought for sure this would be part of it. I thought that too. And the only spoiler I knew was the title of this episode and that Mm -hmm. by the title, we knew that the Jolly Roger would probably be in this episode. So I was expecting for us to see that one of our previous uh, emailers had sent in a theory that maybe Hook traded the Jolly Roger for passage back to our land. And I was expecting to see that in this episode, but we haven't seen that yet. So I think that we'll see more of Hook and the Jolly Roger in Past Enchanted Forest. I agree, because he tells me in one of the opening acts when they're in Storybrooke that the Jolly Roger just isn't there, and that's all Smee needs to know. So there's definitely some story that we're going to have to see eventually about that. Although the way they've kind of been telling the stories is that in the one year ago Enchanted Forest, it has been focusing on an individual character, mostly an individual character 
in each episode. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think if we get more of Hook's story, it may not be for several more episodes. Yeah, I agree. Unless, I don't know, maybe Hook met back up with the Charmings somehow. And of course, they don't remember, but he would. And so we could get the rest of his story by getting somebody else's. Yeah, it's clearly something that he's ashamed of still. I think there's maybe more to the story, more that he's ashamed of other bad decisions that he's made as uh, part of his self-destructive nature when he's walking around with a broken heart for a year. I agree. I think he talked a lot about the ship in this episode and sort of, as long as I get my ship back, then everything will be okay. And I think once he did get the Jolly Roger back, I think he probably fell directly back into the life of piracy. I mean, they were sort of pirates on land without the Jolly Roger, but now he can go full on pirate. And I think we're probably going to see him do that for a while. Yeah, it's just a matter of what actually brings him around and gives him hope again. Or maybe when he has the ship, he feels like now he can be a hero again and try to find a way back. Because Mm -hmm. didn't he say, yeah, he said something about how he sailed all the realms looking for a way to get back to Emma. Didn't he say something like that? Well, she, this, I think you're talking about in 314, the tower. And she said something like you were out sailing all the realms and he kind of doesn't deny it. So we don't know why he was out sailing the realms. It could very well be to find a way back to Emma, but he was definitely gallivanting about. Well, I want to thank some people that allow us to gallivant about in our podcast with your kind donations. Steve Johnson, David Newland, and Lisa Slack, thank you so much for donating to One's Podcast. We really appreciate the support as it allows us to keep the podcast going, keep the website going, and also trying to uh, provide opportunities for some little surprises that we have planned for summer. So thank you so much for your kind donations. And if anyone else would like to donate to an episode, maybe you haven't donated to an episode yet, then you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor to make a one-time or an automatic ongoing monthly donation over there. And we'd really appreciate the support. So big thanks to Steve, David, and Lisa for your continued support. So from this, I wonder, now that we've taken the breath with this episode... How long it will be before we get back into action, 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 and what's going to build up to that? I feel like we'll probably have a couple more episodes of building, of pausing, before it gets back into the full swing of the fight. What do you think? I actually think we're going to get back into it fairly quickly. I think Zelina just played her ace card, and now it's time to go full on. I think we still need to get some answers to a few questions, but I think mostly Zelina is on the offensive and she's just going to attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Everyone knows who she is now. She has the power of the Dark One. There's a lot she can do, and it seems like no one can stop her. And I don't know if if you thought of this, but I know you kind of are still doubting whether or not Zelina is Korra's daughter. Her turning into someone else is a total Cora move. Yeah, that's in, true. In fact, we were all over at the chat. We were talking like she's totally Cora's daughter. She just Cora'd someone. <laughs> so 
I I think she's Cora's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably true. I'm going to have to <laughs> let that sink uh, that ship sink. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot I think still to talk about with this episode and that's where our full discussion will come in on this Wednesday and we'd love your feedback for that. Please email us feedback at oncepodcast.com with the Jolly Roger in the subject line. Or you can call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website oncepodcast.com to send a voice message through your computer or through your iOS device. Just do us a favor favor, and make sure that there is very little background noise when you send in that recording and that'll sound a lot better then. And check out the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums too to join the conversation that's going on over there. And respond to other people's theories, share your own, hash out some ideas, share screenshots, ask questions, share answers, and all of that. And it's a great place to be. The best place to be. <laughs> you're there. You would know you're there most of the time. I live there. If you come over, you will find me. I'm excited to see what people have to say about where the Jolly Roger is and what is going to happen with Huck and Emma. Yeah. Oh, and in our chat room, we got a couple uh, great pieces of feedback. From our chat room. One is earlier, I can't remember who it was that said this, but someone said maybe Hook will have to kiss Emma and that will break her magic, but then he'll kiss her again and then she'll get her magic back and it'll break whatever curse there is. Go for the <laughs> All double the kisses. Kiss. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Doxon reminded me in the chat room that there was that picture, an old black and white picture in Mr. Gold's shop. And when Hook was looking through his telescope. Mm hmm. I noticed that and they seemed to pause on it for a significant amount of time, but not long enough that I could recognize it. So I'd be very interested to know who's in the photograph. Right. It could be something like it's the grandmother or the mother of one of the cast or crew members of Once Upon a Time. But we've seen them hide other things in pictures before. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that picture is of someone. Maybe it's Cora. Yeah. Could be. Or uh, even maybe young Cora. Yeah. We'll see. But please follow us on Twitter for the latest breaking news. And you can get the show notes for this episode of One's Podcast by going to oncepodcast.com slash 142. And follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And follow each of us individually, too, as we tweet about a variety of things. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me at punk underscore bunny underscore 87. And join the rest of us this Wednesday as we discuss this episode in detail. Don't forget to send us your feedback. But until next time, save the bridge, save yourself, and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to those who donated to help make this episode of Once Podcast possible. If you'd like to support an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.